I'm Molly Stewart. And I'm Brad Fitch. And this is I'll I'll Be Be Home Home for Hallmark, Hallmark, your new countdown to Christmas podcast miniseries. Molly, this week we're diving into three movies. Three? That's right. Holly and Ivy, Cranberry Christmas. Well, what about One Royal Holiday? Uh, We'll get there too. (laughs) Cranberry Cappuccinos? Pillow menus? Jokes about dead moms? No, no, no. We did that last week. That's a one and done. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Let's talk about it. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, it did snow. That I know. That's why I'm I'm stoked. And also, your gorgeous Christmas tree is up. It had to go up. Did you know that it's not even yet Thanksgiving? I'm just wondering if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I, I needed some distraction. I think that I needed some distraction <laughs> this week. So it's been the year. It's been the year. It's so why not have some <laughs> holiday cheer for the next twelve weeks? Absolutely. You do you, Brad. You do you. Well, Molly, we, uh, we're we on episode two, and I just want to thank, we looked at our numbers, which we weren't expecting, but we had over 100 uh, listens. What? Yay. I, thank you for our Hallmarky homies. Oh, oh oops. Well, <laughs> you know what? Oh, I was premature. That's okay, but Molly, we did, we got one email. Thank you, listener, uh, for sending us an email and made the recommendation that it wasn't Quite as catchy to be a homie hallmarky, rather to be a hashtag hallmarky homie. So thank I, th- you, I thank you, thank listener. you, thank you. I mean, we're a lot more straight now too, right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the thug life yeah. for you and me, for yeah, for, and for our listener, our one, our one listener, our one listener that downloaded and <laughs> replayed it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was your husband or your two daughters. How do you know it wasn't me? <laughs> you just like the sound of your voice that much? So much. Well, Molly, uh, an article came out just a couple days ago on uh, Refinery29, and oh. the headline was, There are 40 new Hallmark holiday movies and only 12 Hallmark holiday movie plots. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I think it's important that we identify these as we go through this process because I want to see if they're right or not. Well, right. We have to fact check our sources. I mean, right? Right. If, if, um, if I've learned anything in 2020, it's fact check. Well, so the first, the first theme, the first plot is Hallmark movies about rediscovering a passion for music. Mm. Well, we know that's true. Mm-hmm. We, we, yep. we covered Chateau Christmas last week. Such as it is. Uh, Christmas bow. Christmas in Vienna. I guess there's two more movies coming out that are about Ooh. rediscovering your passion. Ooh, goody. Um, Hallmark movies about a royal Christmas, which we mm-hmm. will certainly get into today. <laughs> yes, uh, we will. Holiday movies about holiday time travel. Oh, I'm so excited. Haven't gotten there yet. <gasps> Is Doctor Who in any of them? I, I, no. <laughs> no? No. No TARDIS? No Doctor Who? Oh. Um, Hallmark movies about opposites attracting. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's fairly obvious. Hallmark movies about single parents finding love at Christmas. Oh, is there a better time to find love? That's what I want to know. Not in these movies. I mean, it seems to happen real quick. Real, real quick. Hallmark movies about heading home for the holidays. Oh, well, that's a classic plot line. Quintessential plot line. Absolutely. Hallmark movies about childhood sweethearts. Oh. You know, nothing like your third grade crush. Hallmark movies about traveling out of town for the holidays. Oh, okay. You know, that's really about those highly motivated individuals that, you know, have to be celebrating the holidays by themselves. Yeah. Um, Hallmark movies about falling for a handsome local, usually a fireman. And this quote, uh, this <laughs> this interpretation of um, this plot line is, Hallmark's male protagonists often have jobs like contractor, which we see today, oh, yes. uh, fireman, farmhand, or other similarly outdoorsy careers that practically scream, I work with my hands. Well, what what's not to love about a man who works with his hands? <laughs> well, you know, I think that uh, we're going to dive into, you know, Holly and Ivy's got got a contractor. Well, and Cranberry Christmas, man, there's a farmer, it, right? Right. Who, with perfect hair. I mean, his, yeah, he's a J.C. Penney farmer. <laughs> Catalog farmer. Uh, a Hallmark movies about evil corporations threatening small businesses. <sighs> the worst. The worst. Shop shop local. Shop local. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas movies about Christmas weddings. Oh my. Getting married at Christmas is an interesting choice. Kind of selfish. Uh, You think? To expect, (laughs) hey, you know. (laughs) Hey, um, it's Jesus's birthday. Well, but also... You know, we're we're gonna want money and a gift, and you're gonna have right. to buy a plane ticket and right. a hotel room, and 
<laughs> so dole out three to five thousand dollars to come to our oh and if you're in the wedding party mm. yeah happy holidays <laughs> um and finally hallmark movies about journalism but what? during christmas <laughs> so it Wait, says what? journalists and writers are frequent rom-com leads look at how to lose a guy in 10 days or the holiday so naturally hallmark has a bunch of movies about reporters all three of this year's come from the hallmark movies and mysteries network because having journalists explore a mystery and also probably definitely find love is what the holidays are all about i think or maybe I've been Hallmark World for too long. <laughs> so, you know, I really appreciate this person's uh, approach on on the 12 Hallmark holiday movie plots. Oh, it sounds right on to me. I think so, too. I think so. I think um, so. so, yeah, should we just dive into it? Let's dive. Okay. Let's dive. We've got Holly and Ivy. Yeah. Which um, stars, what's her name? Janelle. Parrish. Yes. She was fantastic. Yeah. I think. Um, she plays Melody, a former foster kid with a master's degree in library science. She makes that clear multiple times. <laughs> multiple. She inter- She multiple actually times. introduces herself um, as... Um, as, I'm a library scientist. Yes. Hi, I just received my uh, master's degree in magna, summa cum laude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know who doesn't? You well, know, I, I mean, graduated 187th in my class. Nice to meet you. Yeah, she really does say that. I, no, no, I know. Hi, I'm Melody, and I graduate summa cum laude from Madison <laughs> University. <laughs> you know. Well, good for you. Good for her. Then we've got Nina. We got Nina, who's a paralegal with two daughters, Holly and Ivy, yep. after whom the film is named. And that cute dog, Betty. Oh, little Betty. Well, she's cute as a puppy, but as an adult dog, ugh. oh, but far yeah, horrific. I kind of like him. Ugh. Anyway, she has two daughters, Holly and Ivy. Yep. Holly is kind of quiet, reserved initially. Um, yeah. Initially, um, Ivy is a spunky little seven-year-oldish. I think. Do we get her? Do we actually get her age? Or? Uh, Something yeah, around something there. like that. Around there. And Holly loves to read, which ties in nicely with our library scientist. Who just happens to pull up with a Jeep Wagoneer filled oh. with books that have been unpacked. Can we say, I love that car? I, it was oh, stunning. Car. Classic. Named Susie, even. <laughs> yep. Just full of books. is That's like my dream car. But a I, little I bit like unrealistic. Well, completely. I mean, you hit the brakes fast. And <laughs> and there were a lot of books back you get there. Brain by Nancy Drew. <laughs> right? Or Little House. Okay, then we have Adam, who is a mansplaining contractor. Well, but at least he identifies as a man. He, he recognizes when he does mansplain. And to, he does apologize, which I love. And yep. and he's played by... Uh, Jeremy Jor- Jordan. Jeremy Jordan. Yep. I almost called him Jordan Jeremy. He's Home, fantastic. Homie, Hallmarky, so Hallmarky, <laughs> Homie. Same thing. <laughs> Well, when you have two last names, no, never mind. Anyway, um, so and then we've got Adam's overbearing car dealership owning parents. Yep. Um, they're disappointed that he doesn't want to take over the family business, and they push him into growing his general contractor business. But I gotta say, I'm a bit refreshed because you know, they, yes, they're certainly just as pesky as some of the other characters we've talked about, but at least they're pesky in a way that they're they're not they're not prying. They're not you know no, trying right. to they're get into just, his right. personal life. Right. They're just they're being normal parents. Right. right. We want the best for normal you. achieving parents. Yeah. yeah. And then to me, the house that Melody buys is kind of its own character. Yeah. It's got its own like arc and everything. It's I, I like that. It's an old fixer upper in Chippewa Falls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's that, a little it's a little American horror story. <laughs> and I have to say, the you know we're not l- listen listener. We're gonna be. I I actually don't have a lot to say about this movie. Um, I really liked it. I mean. Right. Yeah. And I think that uh, just a couple of the, you know, the things that we like to dig into the house, I was a little confused. So she just graduated from college with no job. No job. She's a foster kid, a scholarship kid. But buys this house. Right. Huge house. From the exterior is in very good condition. Right. I mean. Right. But it is brick. I mean, how how does brick go bad, really? It's a beautiful house. Yeah. Just a little unrealistic, especially in -hmm. in these times. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's millennials. I think she's 27 (laughs) in the movie that are, you know, just graduating from college. Yeah. And she, you know, she clearly said, oh, I've I've saved up to have a nest egg. Yeah. Um, So that was just a little, a little quirky. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the the most annoying thing was the big red bow she wore. Well, that was because Ivy dressed her up. Oh. Yeah. Well, Ivy's gave her a makeover. Seven. Do you, do you take fashion advice from a seven-year-old? Well, when yeah. you're trying, it's the first day on the job. It was the first day on the job, babysitting mm-hmm. them. All right. But um, yeah, no, the characters. It was a fairly believable plot in yeah, the sense the characters of characters were empathetic and believable, and yeah. So obviously, in the commercial for this movie, 
we don't really know that Nina has had two recurrences of lymphoma. It's just, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, Melody says, oh, I'll take him. Mm-hmm. So coming into this, my expectation was, I mean, and the one, the actress that plays Nina was stunning. Oh, yeah. I mean, gorgeous. a beautiful woman. Yeah, really gorgeous. Um, so I had the expectation that this was kind of going to be a, a rip on stepmom, you know, where, oh, yeah. but that she's sick and that she's dying, but doesn't know. And she clearly is not going through any sort of treatment based on the way she looks right. um, in the movie. But to know that she, you know, she's had it twice and she knows her body and you know what's going to happen, it, it made it a little bit more, it, it made it believable. Yeah. And a couple of scenes where Melody, you know, after she and um, Adam had sort of had a little squabble on, you know, strolling through the park um, after she had sort of decided that if something did happen to Nina, she would, you know, become the guardian and potentially adopt Holly and Ivy. And, you know, in the previous scene with him, she had sort of, you know, really given him this rah-rah encouragement to like, go follow your dreams and, you know, do what you want. And, and then he, he's a little bit baffled. Yeah. And so, you know, she, the next time she sees him, she's getting in the car and he's going into the, um, the coffee shop with, or the, the hot, the best hot chocolate in town with the the city planner. Because every movie has the best hot chocolate in the world in their town. And while, well, have you noticed that in every movie, that's all they drink. (laughs) They drink hot chocolate, homemade marshmallows, the best hot chocolate in the world. Okay. We might, let's throw in a little bit of apple cider here and there, hot apple cider. Now and then. Yes. There's no wine. (laughs) <laughs> there's no vodka whiskey that, nothing, sure, nothing. No. i mean no kalua which goes so well in hot chocolate well not in not apparently not in hallmark world not, not in hallmark not in world. chippewa falls <laughs> not in chippewa falls <laughs> um and so where i might have been a little bit more annoyed with um melody's care the character being a little needy when she feels like he's already moved on right we we can't because we know we've come to find out that she's a former a, foster, a kid. Former foster yeah. kid who sort of sounds like she went through the system, didn't ever find that stability. So you don't feel so. I mean, you feel bad for her. You, you do. I mean, and she's she's a fair. I mean, a fairly typical former foster kid, in my opinion. I mean, they're very resourceful. They're self reliant. Yep. They are. Um. They kind of keep people at an arm's length for I think fairly obvious reasons. I mean, she's a very believable. She plays it very very well. She's a very believable character. And yeah, you don't get annoyed. Of course, he is walking into the world's host, best hot chocolate with kind of a hot blonde. But well, I have to say, one of the points where I thought, okay, this guy, unlike some of the other leading men in these Hallmark movies, he's kind of like, all right, I know what I want. I'm going to, you know, he walks up to her in the hardware store. You know, he does mansplain a little bit, but then, you know, right away that he's interested. Um, he, the yeah. next time he asks her out to go get the best hot chocolate, then it's a very like chival- chivalrous um, gesture, yeah. you know, when she says, oh, I wish I would have listened to you and gotten the large. I mean, without thinking, he just takes, the large. takes hers out of her hand and gives it, you know, his larger hot chocolate. And so there were just a few of those moments where, you know, he wanted to go out sledding on Sunday oh. and then he called her and said, you know, you want to go to dinner? And well, I thought we were going on Sunday and, oh, that's too far. Sunday's too, too far away. Too far away. Yeah, so, it was super cute. There's yeah. a really cute, but not like over the top corny. Like I didn't, I didn't have to take any shots to get through this film. Like it was just, it was just good. So yeah, yeah I, I, um, I, I give it, I give it some snowflakes, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. The one thing that one of the things that bugged me was his workshop was all decked out with Christmas lights. Well, did that bother you? I'm like what? Like what? Like <laughs> he's making sleds or sleighs. He's got to be festive. Okay. I mean. Right? Come on. Well, and I think Do you have do you have Christmas lights in your garage? Yeah, but I'm also not in in the end of the at the end of the movie, I mean essentially she talks about these elves, which we'll get to in just a second. Um he comes in with all of his contractors to make sure her house is up to code and oh my god, I you know, the, these are my elves my are in elves. the house yeah, yeah. working hard. Yeah. Um and and right at the beginning of the movie when she put those little figurines on the fireplace, I thought what, what, what is this? Well, first I thought, aren't you going to dust that first? <laughs> <laughs> she just walked right she in. Just, bleep, 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 20 years worth of dust. And then you come to find out that those have some symbolism and the family that she did live with for five years and as a child, they gave her one of those each year as sort of a token of something that was her own. And so towards the end of the movie, um, they Nina and Melody are in the girl's room. They've just read a Dr. Seuss book. And so Nina gives Melody a Christmas present. It's so sweet. Before you go... I got you something. For me? Mm-hmm. Why? You had a family once that meant something to you, and that's where those elves came from. 
I wanted you to know that you have another one here that you mean the world to. It's okay. I'm not sure that was supposed to be my reaction. It's okay. You moving next door was the best thing that ever happened to us, and I hope you know. For me too. <laughs> So I thought that was a nice moment. That was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I think this is one that I would recommend. If you're if you're gonna watch a Hallmark movie this year, Holly and Ivy, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four and a half snowflakes. I know. So, wow, Brad. I know. I gave it four, but I'm kind of a cynical And you didn't person. have anything to drink. I, so but wow. I mean, but I get it. It's really, really good. And it just what what can we we can't we can't make fun of i mean and and i just read an article this week that said currently there are four hundred thousand um children in the foster system in the united states and so seeing that and then watching this and i mean this is potentially a a real situation that could happen Mm -hmm. and um and nina she you know there's that very kind of awkward scene where well do you want to do it and then she realizes like she maybe has over asked someone that she's just met yeah but then you kind of get this desperation that she really is worried that like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen yeah yeah um my last my favorite part is at the end um where they have the time lapse they jump forward and now melody is with the girls in court appears to be at the courthouse and um there's just this last little moment before uh the movie wraps up so i thought that we would end with that is this what you want? Yes, Your yes, Honor. Is there anything you want to add? We loved our mom so much, and we miss her every day. But Melody made a home for us, and she's our family, too. She's our family now. The adoption of Holly and Ivy Larson by Melody Nat is approved. <laughs> So, feel good. It was yeah. a feel good. Four and a half snowflakes. I'll give it four. Brad, Brad recommends. Molly recommends. Absolutely. And you don't even you don't even have to put whiskey in your cho- hot chocolate. Not this year. Just homemade marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no homemade marshmallows. That's in Cranberry Christmas. Oh, which just happens to be the next film we're going to. I know. What? How did I mean, that happen? It was smooth. <laughs> So smooth. She dropped her phone earlier, but uh, she oh, made a Brad. real smooth transition that into that. So, yeah, cranberry Christmas. Um, where do we start? Well, why don't we have to stop with the, start with the queen of Christmas, Miss Dawn Powell herself? Oh, right, right. Of Christmas, uh, cranberry lane, cranberry lane. Yep, which is a lifestyle brand that she co-founded with her husband Gabe Powell, who yeah. is a her. You know, her friends since what kindergarten? They've been dating since high school and. Right. Uh, third generation cranberry farmer from rural Maine, which, you know, fits our our article earlier about farmers. We've got Pamela Franks, who I've got one word for her, Oprah. She's she's Oprah. You get a call. I mean, (laughs) yeah, Pamela Franks. Yeah. Uh, She's a great character. I mean, she's good. She was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was. And I, I have to say, Cranberry Christmas, you know, cranberry itself is kind of a tolerable holiday condiment it's certainly the stepsister of berries in general if you have to make it into jelly (laughs) (laughs) to make it edible i I just have to say i mean this this movie was just bland and i think a lot of it had to do with uh don and gabe not really having any sort of tension Mm -hmm. it was just sort of this like we're well, still... didn't, they didn't even have any chemistry. I didn't, I didn't even feel any chemistry between right. that. Yeah. But the one scene that I did love was when uh, Pamela Franks kind of shamed Dawn for not checking her phone um, <laughs> <laughs> in a very like Oprah-esque uh, mm-hmm. entrance. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what? I didn't think she could come. Well, you did say you were going to cancel the whole festival. So <gasps> you're so happy. I'm so happy. All it takes is sugar mixed with heavy cream and mm, add a little more heavy cream on the top. Very true. <laughs> oh, I'm going to head to my sister's. Hey, listen, you know, you don't have to stay at your sister's. I mean, I could stay with my parents or we could both. Dawn! Gabe! <laughs> Did you know she was coming? No, I didn't. Uh, hi! Hi! Gabe, it's so nice to finally meet! So. Pleasure to meet you. I'm a big, big fan. Oh, I'm so sorry it's under such surprising circumstances, but Dawn. 
I called you several times today. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I just I guess with the the shooting and festival prep, I I didn't have time to check my phone. Well, this morning we aired the segments that we shot here yesterday, and our viewers loved it and want more. So I was thinking, and I was hoping to have this conversation before just showing up here. But what if I came to the tree lighting and did some of my show from here tomorrow? Then I just head back to the city with Beth and Leroy. Oh. It would be amazing for Cranberry Lane, especially this close to the busiest shopping days of the year. That sounds great. You know, and it would be really good for the town. They'd be so excited to have you here. I mean, actually, would you be our tree lighting master of ceremonies? I would be honored. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you staying? Haven't figured it out yet. Everything in town is booked. Yeah. Stay with us? No. Absolutely. You could stay with us. I couldn't possibly impose. I've already shown up unannounced. <laughs> we insist no imposition at all, really. Well, then, I won't be too polite. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> How dare you not answer my calls? Right. How dare you? Also, the fact that Gabe is just like, oh, well, you can stay with us when she literally was like, okay, I'm about to head back to my sister's house. And, oh, well, I, I could sleep on my parents' couch. But, oh, you can stay with us. <laughs> Like, I guess he was, they're just, him and his mom are very starstruck by Pamela French, or French. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Which if, uh, get, let's be honest, if Oprah Winfrey showed up at your Christmas festival. Uh, <laughs> to be the master of ceremonies. Right, at your, at your, at your daytime tree lighting. <laughs> <laughs> your indoor daylight, daytime tree lighting. That was kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was kind of sad. Well, and what I realized, because initially I thought, okay, maybe she's just a regional, you know, like a regular morning talk show. Right, like on your local station. Local station. Yeah. But when she comes back and says, oh, well, I just aired the footage now and, and two hours, I just aired some more, like, apparently it's like, a, you know, the Truman, it's the Pamela Franks show. Like, <laughs> yep. it's just 24-7 streaming. She's got her own channel. Her own channel. Her own bitch's channel. <laughs> yeah, it's her own channel. <laughs> she is Oprah, of course. Yeah, no, she's probably my favorite. I mean, other than the fact, the grandma in this oh, movie. Oh, the grandma. I, 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 I want to be here when I'm old. Well, the fact that they try to intertwine this subplot about her needing essentially in-home care from the, right. the younger sister. Yeah, crazy. I'm like, this grandma, we meet her at her jewelry store, you know, in the festival. Mm-hmm. So she makes, she's a jewelry maker. Mm-hmm. Then we jump to her making gourmet Christmas cutout pizzas. In her mansion. And, excuse me, she's got to take oh. pictures for her followers on Instagram. <laughs> you can't. You can't dis- disappoint you got, your Instagram. Right. And then at the end, at the dance, I mean, she was boogieing away. She she She's she was got having the a moves, good time. man. So I don't think that she she doesn't need anybody uh, waking her up. Well, there's also the scene where she's like, well, I kind of feel like they need me, which is probably more accurate. Right. Because it, you you move grandma in to babysit the, the daughter, right? So then you can have a life. Well, but Lauren wasn't really interested in dating. Mm. It, didn't, it sounded like she was using the grandma as an excuse. Oh, uh, well, I guess. I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Grandma's fantastic. But yeah, really, this movie, I mean... It was a snooze fest. Well, you, di- you didn't even make it through the whole movie, if we're being totally well, honest, to our listener. that was technical difficulties. Well, you could have. Because I'm... Tr- if you if you were dedicated, you could have figured out how to watch those <laughs> last mean, 45 minutes. if it didn't bore the crap out of me? Well, and... I mean... I, oh. and, and I can certainly just, just summarize what happened in the end of it. Although I do have to say, there was sort of a, a rip of um, the Netflix movies... Uh, Christmas Prince, when uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, you've got Oprah Winfrey in town filming your festival and you decide to play yeah. hooky. <laughs> play hooky. Play hooky. Yeah. But what better way to do it with hot chocolate and, of course, homemade marshmallows? Homemade. Well, I guess we should head to the festival, check in on everything. I guess, but I kind of think it's all taken care of. John Powell. Are you suggesting we play hooky? Maybe. We could relax here, watch a Christmas movie, drink some hot cocoa. You want me marshmallows? Are there any other kind? No. Wait. Are we going to watch that Christmas movie we've seen a hundred times about the princess? No, of course not. So over it. Good. Phew. We're going to watch the sequel. She's a queen now. So <laughs> I did like that little, little Easter egg moment in it. Well, for, um, for a minute there, I was, I was kind of thinking that there was going to heat, the movie was going to heat up a little bit. We were going to get a little PG 13, but strictly G Hallmark <laughs> movies are strictly G. 
They are married. Well, yeah. Come on. Uh, Molly. <laughs> All right, so at the point that you fell asleep, um, <laughs> and this is essentially the last 45 minutes of the movie, uh, Pamela Franks offers Dawn and Gabe their own television show called DIY with Dawn and Gabe. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Dawn is very torn about now, which apparently was the the original reason that her and Gabe have decided sort of to separate. Yeah, yeah, they were giving each other space. Right. Um, and the fact that she wanted to sort of grow this lifestyle brand while he wanted to remain in Maine on the cranberry farm and sort of be a farmer. Be a farmer. That's all he ever wanted. So he's been holding on to this secret this quote-unquote secret you know for well and the whole time you think he's gonna ask her for a divorce that, right, right the whole right, time right. and then all of a sudden it's wah wah he just words your name to yeah I, yeah yeah <laughs> i just wanted to let you know i put an offer on this uh, adjacent <laughs> property in both of our names right <laughs> and, and um, so so that sort of starts the conversation about whether or not don really wants to move to new york city or if she wants to stay home and let Gabe have his dream. Right. And I think she did say, I, you know, for so long I've been the dreamer. You've been the doer. Now it's your time to be the dreamer. Um, so essentially the last 45 minutes, she gets offered this um, opportunity to have a television show at the 14 minute mark, which is always, <laughs> always when it gets. By then it, I'm in a REM cycle. Right. <laughs> it's We're going quick on this. Uh, 14 minutes in, Gabe's mom finds out that Pamela Franks has offered them a show. And Gabe, why haven't you told us? And so he goes and grabs Don. And how could you not tell me? And again, <laughs> God, you just you put an offer that got accepted in both of your names without telling your wife, and you're mad that she didn't tell you about getting offered maybe a TV show. Well, and you know, Grandma said you do need to work on your secret keeping, right? It, that's, um, not, that's not wrong. And so, yes, so that's what happens. They kind of resolve this. They decide. Bottom line: this two-hour movie, well, minus the forty-six minutes of commercials, <laughs> this was a conversation. This was the two of them sitting down and just having a conversation. That's all they needed to do. They just yeah. needed to have a conversation. Yeah. That didn't And apparently to. an upgraded engagement ring. Well, and they Because did, they, a stick and a cranberry. Come on. Well. Who says yes to that? <laughs> I forgot to have this little Christmas gift. Oh, is this a mystery gift? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh. It's a real cranberry and gold ring that the grandma made. It's perfect. It is so perfect. Don, you're not just my wife. You're my best friend and my business partner, my muse. You're my dreamer. You're my doer. My meteorologist. <laughs> Will you continue to marry me? Yes. Forever. Forever. You know what? So at least she got an upgraded engagement ring. (laughs) And she made a lot of noises about it. (laughs) Well, I mean. She makes a lot of noises. He he didn't really follow through on this idea. I mean, he, he had an engagement ring in a box, in a bag. That he was holding and sort of just handed it to her, and she opened. Here, it. put this on. <laughs> she opened it herself. Well, and who is what guy has ever said muse? That wasn't. Wh- well, I was have like, have you is, ever said the word muse? Is, Brad? is he making like what? cranberry figurines of her? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you know, if he does, he makes it where he makes the disgusting cranberry syrup for, for the, the, cappuccino. The, the cranberry cappuccino. <laughs> well, you know what? I bet nobody in that family ever has um, a bladder infection. Okay, well, <laughs> listener, with that, with that, listener, I'm giving this one a 2.5 snowflake rating. Am I allowed to rate it when I fell asleep before it was over? I think you, by default, <laughs> you're out. Okay, it gets zero stars from me. 2.5. Two. Tolerable. I mean, Molly, you can well, jump on the snowflake wagon if you, you know, if you're not drinking during each of these movies. Well, I mean, I did. I gave Holly and Ivy snowflakes. I didn't give it shots at all. Wait, the shots I saved for our next film, which we will get to. Right. Well, that's it. That's Cranberry Christmas. Snooze fest. Snooze fest. <laughs> but what about, wait, oh my, the story really is the freaking commercials, Brad. The commercials killed me. They are so good. They so are this so, good. so this commercial was during um for me it was during Holly and Ivy and I had to go back and watch it cuz I thought 
maybe it was CGI, but it what it appears to be is adults dressed up in costumes to be dressed as mice. Really? And they're having a holiday party in the kitchen. Well, and, but you think they're real people dressed in costumes? Okay. I think that... I mean, that I, makes it even freaking worse. And so... Even worse. <laughs> let's take a listen. I see you found the snacks. Mm, delicious. I need this recipe. Everyone thinks I made them, but it's actually decon. What was that? Judy? Decon. Mice love it. To death. <laughs> like, that is so bad. Jody. <laughs> She's like giving all of her all of her mice friends you know, poison she appetizers. Just, she invites them over and kills them all with food. <laughs> I just <laughs> so bad, Jode. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I that. mean, right back into cranberry Christmas or uh, Holly and Ivy <laughs> lymphoma. Kill the mice and kill the mom. Oh my god! And Molly, I mean, then what? What movie oh, were you watching? Okay, so. Well, this was in one royal holiday, and it just happens to be my all-time favorite commercial, like ever. And it actually came out a couple of years ago um, in its full-length version during Halloween. And it's a group of it's a Crest commercial, which I think is kind of appropriate, I guess, for a Halloween candy commercial. <laughs> and it's all of these kids, and Crest has decided to create these healthy um, Halloween snacks to replace candy. These are called veggie fruit chews, guys. This is the most worst I ever tasted. Not good. Mine tastes like poo-poo. Kind of good, kind of bad. Be honest with me, Adriana. It's bad. We have asparagus flavor, beet flavor, vitamin A and D. I threw up. You threw up? Okay. They're delicious, healthy cupcakes. Poopy pinata is my favorite. I can't, I mean, I have seen that commercial. I can't believe that they, I didn't know that there was a condensed televised version of that. And, and they, because they cut out the best part, which is it's that, that, Angelica puking up the asparagus chew. She's so, she's so gracious about it too. I threw up. Oh, okay. You know, and you know that, that you know, her parents told her, all right, Adrian, you're going to have good manners when you go to do this. Be a good girl. It's, it's, Make mommy proud. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. <laughs> Tell me the truth. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> right back into cranberry, <laughs> cranberry Christmas. <laughs> oh, but then there's the Etsy commercial with the grandma. I mean, the commercials are some of my favorite, but. And some brands that I've never heard of. Um. Yeah, the Hallmark Channel is delivering. Yeah, they really on <laughs> the I commercials. Up. <laughs> Can't wait to see what's to come. So, Brad, we have saved the best or worst for last, have we not? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> To put it mildly, one royal holiday is um. What what is the word? What, what word would you use to describe this film, Brad? Disney wannabe. <laughs> I mean, well, like, let's just listen to the the trailer to get a sense of what this movie's about. Anna, James, James. May I present the Queen and Crown Prince of Gaul? <laughs> The queen. The... He's gorgeous. I see you have this whole Captain Von Trapp thing going on here. Walking in a winter wonder. I don't technically know how to waltz. Moment. One royal holiday, part of Countdown to Christmas, only on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I mean, there's. Oh, there is just so much to talk about in this film. Go for it. So let's just dig in. Okay, so we have Anna Jordan. She's a nurse in the cardiac uh, care unit at Boston General Hospital, right? Mm-hmm. She treats all of her patients like royalty, right? Yeah. We have James, who is the crown prince of a place called Galwick, or Galwick, which is in... Galwick? <laughs> yes. Southern, Western, Northern Europe. Europe, yeah. yeah. Europe, yeah. Um, he's got... Uh, he's brooding over the death of his father and the burden of being the crown prince of that Galway. place. Gal- all week he's got a great accent though it's your favorite part of the film isn't it, it Brad? Oh, it's absolutely so wonderful it's wonderful it's the best yes we have queen gabriella queen gabriella <laughs> but she's a down-to-earth formal normal person yes right who she had this 
royal bloodline she knew nothing about. So she knows things like, you know, how to bake and, you know, eats, shit like eats. that. <laughs> what did they call it? A Christmas crawler? No. Well, no, it's a Galwickian yule cake. Well, but she took the... Well, it's a Christmas crawler. Is that how they... That's their crawler? meat cute. Christmas crawler is their meat cute. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Then, then we've got the dead king, Maxwell, who was obviously, you know, just beloved of his people. Just so beloved. Yeah. And he gave all these fantastic, like, Christmas addresses to the people, which now James, the crown prince, has to... Burdened with. So burdened with his brooding burden. We've got Christopher, who is um, the childhood friend of James and also like the security detail head or what is it? Do we ever know what his job is? Butler? What the fuck? Well, right. He's something. It's like a footman. But he's tall. And then he is also to put James says he is. I am his best friend. When he's in the carriage with the wet shoe. Because isn't he everyone's best friend? Right. I, I mean. You're, he's not my best friend. I am his best friend from boarding school. Well, that's how royalty. Uh, exactly. Right? They're everybody's. They're so important to everybody. Then we've got Sarah, who is the mayor of Kentsbury, Connecticut, which is where the story sits, and and also the childhood friend of Anna. So we have two sets of childhood friends yep. that are in, in this love thing. Um uh, we've got Anna's dad, who I don't even remember his name. He's actually, you you definitely will recognize him. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, and then the cook at the end, and they have this little love thing that goes on. And it opens with Anna Christmas shopping. Th- this is my favorite part of this scene. She, across this crowded Christmas store, and she sees this t- t- tiny miniature spatula. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that? And she runs beeline. I mean, she's obviously, someone needs that stupid ridiculous little spatula and then she walks out of the store with like a, a gift bag on each finger and she's just walking well i note that it, i did notice that that it appeared each gift wrapped at the store <laughs> she walked i mean these weren't just like shopping bags no. they were gift bags right. with tissue paper yeah. and but then she goes home, home. and wraps and then, <laughs> then she goes home and wraps them again she takes them out of the gift bag and she goes and wraps them yeah. there's a whole scene about it obviously it's very important that and it i want you to note here that when she loads all of the presents into the car mm-hmm. the next morning the back of the, the the suv is filled it's so full it's stuffed it's so full so just for a little bit later, but, but stuff. Because it's going to be important. The car is stuffed. And then she hits the road, but she has to have a call with her dad who calls to tell her, oh, the storm of the century. It's it's coming in sooner than expected. Right. Oh, don't worry, dad. I'll, I'll be there. Everything's going to be okay. So she hits the road. She hits the road and on her way out of town, she fills up with gas, right? Where she runs into the royal family of Galwick and their Uber driver. Because what royal family doesn't take a fucking Uber to the airport. Well, I mean, because <laughs> I think they said that the the rest of the um, the party or whatever the security, the security, the security detail, detail had already they they caught the, the they caught right because because the security detail would definitely leave before the royal family right right <laughs> and then leave the royal family with the Uber driver who refuses to drive them all the way to their destination. Correct. Because it's Christmas. And he's got to turn around. He's got his own family. Right? Which uh, makes sense for an Uber driver. So, yes, they end up in the, what was the name of the coffee shop? No, they're in a gas station. Aren't they? No. They st- uh, are you sure? Yeah, she stops uh, to grab a coffee. Anyway, they have donuts. Buy one, get one free. Crollers. Because I know that anytime I buy a donut and I get one free, I turn to the person behind me. Certainly a stranger. <laughs> a random stranger. Hey, do you want mine? <laughs> And then insist when he says, I don't take food from strangers. Oh, well, hi, I'm Anna. Right. <laughs> Hello. Here, here's your I'm, fucking donut. I'm James. <laughs> and, and and part of my confusion at the very beginning was there's this need for secrecy, oh. but also Christopher, you know, the footman butler is like, and now welcoming the <laughs> queen and crowned prince. You know, every time Her he, majesty. Right, every time he has an opportunity, he introduces them by title, but there's some reason that that what we did miss a very important part at the very beginning of this movie is that Gabriella and James are also in the hospital at the beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, that's true. Of course, and of course, that's at a, a benefit. How, where else would they be in a Hallmark movie? Right, because they have to be in the same room and miss each other. Correct, or have that sort of connection. Well, she was working; she was getting the um, bit of she popcorn. Was, right, <laughs> so she she wasn't actually able to attend, but they were in the same facility because that's how that works always. Right, because you always fall in love with someone. So then they all, this is where it gets, the Uber driver won't take them where they need to go because it, the storm has come in, the airport is closed. So now they have to find a place to stay. 
to find a place to stay no and a way to get there. A way to get there. Uber drivers dumping them. Yep. So, of course, Anna, who is always doing stuff for other people, never doing anything for herself, offers them a ride because her dad happens to own Kentsbury Inn, right? Where everybody's treated like royalty. And um, so then then we see that miraculously there's a room there's room for all of the luggage in the back of her SUV. What happened to all of her presents? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Well, and when they get to the inn and, you know, they unload the vehicle, yeah. you know, she ends up taking a whole <laughs> What what is that like a case? Um, oh, oh, she and she's like lugging it, and he's like standing there right. like a douche. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and so the first like twenty minutes of this movie it was really hard to. He, he was not playing the brooding character well. It was no, he would just was like a dude. He was just a, a jerk. He was not nice. No, you didn't. There was nothing likable about him. No, well, and one of my favorite moments um, is you know after they get checked into the inn. First, he says the the father says, "Oh, dinner." As it happens at an inn, right? It's right. communal. Yeah. He says, "Oh, dinner's at six o'clock." And hey, well, I would like the room service menu, please. And you know, <laughs> both you know Anna and the dad are kind of like, "Okay," because at this, there's no room service. Right. <laughs> And then, and then immediately after, he comes down to the front desk. Excuse me, where's the pillow menu? <laughs> now, I have, and you have, I'm sure, stayed at some nice hotels yeah. in our lives. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. A pillow menu? Yeah, I don't think there there is such a thing. I mean, I guess it's it was an opportunity for him to say pillow, pillow, pillow menu. menu. Uh, yeah, one of my one of my favorite moments. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Well, and then there's the whole you know another theme in all these films is that there's some kind of a festival, right? It's all a small town like this one is a Kentsbury Christmas, right? The brainchild of her busybody, um, royalty loving best friend Sarah, who's also the mayor. Of Cansbury. So we've got parades and we've got sing alongs. Sing alongs and carriage rides. I mean, it's very, very small town. Very Well, so small that every event is hosted in at, at, at the end. At the end. Well, and here's the thing. Before we go any further, for our listener who's gonna be mad at us that we annihilate the rest of this movie, <laughs> I do want to give credit where credit is due. One Royal Holiday was one of, if not the first, um, movie production that was able to start up again during this pandemic. So I'm sure they had to be very creative with sets. I will say, I mean, wherever they did film, I read that they filmed in either May or June. Mm, so Wow. And I think they filmed in Connecticut. Well, and the, the, it looked great. It was beautiful. It, I the mean, setting was beautiful. You could tell that there were a bunch of people that were had been creatively stifled for months because it was beautiful. I mean, it, normally you look at it and you're like, oh, that's a dusting of snow and the streets. Or, are, or that's yeah. a blanket that they've made look <laughs> right. like snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so it looks great. It did look really But, good. you know, I think they had to be a little bit creative with isolating. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we'll have every event here <laughs> at the inn. Or on the street. On the street, yeah. outside the inn. And did you notice too on the parade the chairs were far apart? Did you notice that? I did notice it, that. Yeah, there's, but sitting, what I there's really, four people and they're sitting really far apart. <laughs> what I really my favorite part of the parade was the fact that those trucks, those dually trucks, diesel <laughs> engines were going down that street ripping ass 35 miles an hour. It was the fastest parade of <laughs> the all time. Fastest parade. <laughs> it was you know, and Queen Gabriella, she was just enthralled the whole she, time. She, well, she'd never been to Bahrain. <laughs> right. Not since she found out she had a royal blood. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my favorite part. I yeah. mean, that was the, it was the quickest parade. It was about <laughs> 19 seconds. You know, See, from that's the, time the kind they... of parade I can get on board with. Right. Because parades are literally the worst thing. They're, they're, they're terrible. But give me a 19-second parade, I'm on. <laughs> they were very excited about it. So, that, I think, is the, that's the second night. The first night... They, they end up coming down for dinner. Remember, they introduced yes. Gabriella to the chef. She made lobster mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they wake up the next morning and 14 feet of snow. 14, 14 feet of snow. Right. Yes. Too much snow. Too much snow. Yes. And, th- and so they're snowed in, which is very disappointing to this to James, who doesn't want to stay there. He needs to get home. He needs to take care of this Christmas address, which in the end of the movie is what? Like 25 seconds long? Like six hours of riding per second? Right. Maybe or something. So um, yeah, just snowed in. It's like one thing after the other that keeps them from... My favorite is when there's damage to the airport because of the snow. Right. Because, air, because airports in New England never have snow. They don't know what to do. Right. Snow? What? <laughs> what kind in of Boston? Damage? What kind of damage? <laughs> like, where's their chartered jet? Back to... Right? What? <laughs> Galwick. Or... They're, they're flying southwest. Galwick. 
to, to Galwick. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's snow, there's damage to the airport. There's black ice. My black ice. And black ice is really dangerous. Well, at that it's, point, at that point, they were just, that was the one that they that were. Was the, but before that was, was the windstorm. Yeah, that blew the the branch, the branch, the twig, <laughs> the branch into the middle of the bridge. First of all, first of all, this town, the only way in and the only way out is a 150 year old covered bridge. An SUV couldn't fit through that bridge. It's like, and then there's a branch that falls and covers. I mean, I'm an old woman. And I need a new knee and a new hip, and I could have moved that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah bad. So, yeah, so after the first night when they get snowed in and he's asking, well, where, what about like the shovels or, you know, the plows and, you know, they, no, they're not. But then you you notice. No plows in New England. No no plows. But then the night of the parade, they, they, they were easily able to walk there right out the front door. a horse and carriage. Not even a horse and a sled. It's a horse and carriage. Right. No. So, you know, after the parade. But, but he did manage to find the one, the one mud puddle. Right. So that he could have a footwear malfunction. Well, Anna warned him. She she warned she him. warned him, man. And yep, he had a shoe malfunction. A shoe. What did he? A footwear malfunction. A footwear malfunction. Where Anna says, "Okay, get in, get into the carriage, and they'll take <laughs> oh. you back to the to the hotel." Oh the no, inn. you get. I'm going to throw you into the carriage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was aggressive Ooh. with that. He picked her up like he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like a, a princely gesture. No, I mean no. He, he grabbed her. And, it was slightly rapey. Well, Molly, did I go over the line? Yeah, it's well. I said slightly rapey. Once again. But anyway, you know, they proceed to um, get back to the inn. And, of course, they don't stop to pick up Sarah or Christopher, who are, you know, walking (laughs) Walking home. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, that's the movie I want to watch. Oh, absolutely. You know. They're much more interesting. Right. Much more interesting. Yeah. And and we haven't really talked about that, that when Sarah, who happens to be in the inn because she's the mayor. And and I did love the scene the beginning of the parade when the queen came up to her because Sarah's, you know, she's on the, she knows all the tabloids, all the international Northern European tabloids. So she immediately recognizes James. She immediately recognizes. I keep keep wanting to call her Griselda. (laughs) Griselda. (laughs) Gabriella. Gabriella. I mean, that's a lot. There's a lot of syllables there. But so when Queen Gabriella says, well, we need more women in power. And, and Sarah is from the beginning when she immediately locks eyes with Christopher, she says, Oh, that's what I want. I want that. I want that. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you can't look. That's what every, everybody told me. No, when I wanted to be the mayor and look, I'm the mayor, I I'll figure it out. So that's the movie I want to watch. I want to watch because he's, you know, the goal, he turns into a golden retriever as soon as he makes eye contact (laughs) with her. Right. He literally is like, who are you? Would you like some hot chocolate? <laughs> With homemade marshmallows <laughs> right. and Galwickian Yule cake. And she immediately, you know, she's oh, yeah. smitten with him she's too. On it. Yeah. So that's the movie. That's yeah. the movie I want to watch. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, so he has the, the footwear malfunction and um, <laughs> the next morning they wake up and they're still there. Still there. This is the black eye day though, right? And this is when we find out that the pajama ball, which God help us. Oh, well, well, yeah, we forgot to mention that the pajama ball is the uh, reveal of all of the celebrations. It's the big finale. The big annual finale. The venue for the pajama ball has been damaged. And so now the pajama ball is at risk. What are they going to do? Are they going to have to have a real ball? Oh, but Anna's mom loved the pajama ball. I mean, it's just, it's just a thing. It's, well, it's not a thing. But in the, in one royal holiday, it <laughs> is a thing. It's not a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. <laughs> well, and who knew that that inn had such a state-of-the-art uh, event center R- attached to it? Well, and, and big. Huge, huge. 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 But then they're saying, oh, there's not room for the pajama ball <laughs> for all 47 people that live in our town. Oh, Kensbury has 47 oh, people. Oh, you're right. 27. <laughs> Wait. Last week it was thirty three. <laughs> Colbyville had thirty three. I have a thing. I have a thing for odd numbers. Okay, forty seven. Well, because well, based on the number the number of people who showed up for the parade, it's really more like seventeen. Yeah. Based on that, sure. I mean, it's a small town. It's a small town. Kensbury is a very small, homey town. Yeah. With a, a mayor. Don't that does everything. I mean, everything. it's the mayor that you know because I'm pretty sure at one point Anna threatens to have the mayor arrest him. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> you know, the mayor is the party planner. <laughs> The police, the police department. Yeah, so essentially, she's the entire uh, local jurisdiction. Yeah. She's the individual who makes all the decisions. Oh well, yeah, good, good right. for her, and she's good at it. Yeah, clearly good mm-hmm. at it. So all of the regular hallmark 
you know, cross star, star cross lover things where finally they get a flight out of town and he goes home and he does his speech, which of course ends up being all about Anna, right? Because that's when he realizes that he should never have left her. Never. And he's so in love with her. What's this? That's one of my father's speeches. When he talks about his wonderful nurse, AJ. It's you, isn't it? It said AJ on my name badge because there was another Anna, but like I said, I, I would have remembered if I took care of a king. He didn't have a beard. <gasps> it's Henry. <laughs> Henry was Max. I knew it was you. I used to stay with him late at night when he couldn't sleep. <laughs> he was so proud of you. He talked about you all the time. One night he said, if you met my son, he would treat you like a princess. I mean, <laughs> I'm just dying. Well, what? So earlier in the movie, because of course there's the quintessential Christmas, which I have to give them credit for this. They're getting some snowflake um, increases for this moment when they're having the um, gingerbread house decorating. They were using graham crackers, just there like the, just like the rest of us. <laughs> so Nothing you know, royal about that, bitches. You know, so at so at some point in the middle of the movie. Um, she mentioned something about, or James mentioned something about her, his dad being in Boston General yeah. Hospital. Mm-hmm. And she realized, oh, well, that's where I work. Of course. Right. Kidding. And so there's this sort of like serendipitous, like realization that maybe they've run into each other before, that they're, she knows the father. I also want to say that throughout the beginning of the movie, they're so, it has to be so secret. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. they, they, no mean, one they can use- know. False names and you know pseudonyms right, like in, right. in the it, you know when it's Henry or Max or but I'm like if the Queen of England had a heart attack the whole world is gonna know uh, yeah and and honestly the likelihood of getting treatment in the United States from some northern European country they probably would have just shipped him on a plane and took him right, home yeah. <laughs> what you know once he's not gonna die right they're gonna it was just such a brief moment that that they had for whatever reason they felt the need to put this into that very end of the story where essentially james didn't make the decision to come back for anna on his own it was the fact that in his father's dead father's speech he referenced aj the nurse who took such good care of him yes i also and this is you know shout out to all of our medical professionals right i i don't know especially here's the thing she works in boston like that's a huge metropolitan area Mm mm-hmm how many patients is Anna the nurse seen? Too many. <laughs> but she rec- she remembers exactly what this guy said and what he looked like and talked. That's I, I think it's a disrespect to our nurses and our doctors who, you know, are seeing probably 50 or 60 patients a day. Uh, yeah. You know, well, to say, oh, I remember exactly what he said. And, oh, you know, so again, they had to add that little Cinderella moment, right? So, right. Oh, he said uh, he would be treat me like, like a, princess. a princess. And she's practically in tears. <laughs> Well, she's practically in tears. You know, she's wearing she's wearing her mom her mom's Grace Kelly though. I mean, it's it's a Grace Kelly dress. She looked great. Yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't have had pockets. It was. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But but got to again give credit there that at least they they thought this through that. Anna was not going to come with a ball gown. Right. Because they were expecting the pajama. Pajama ball. The pajama ball. Versus last week's episode of Chateau Christmas where Margot just showed, you know, (laughs) know, just had that thing ready. Well, you know, of course. But we're moving on. We're not talking about those movies. Moving on. So they go, they... They go back in. So they share a kiss there. That's right. And I, I, again, here's Snowflake arms being added to this movie because typically... In my experience of watching these movies, there's one or maybe two hallmark, the traditional hallmark kiss. Right, so, and that means no tongue. <laughs> so, although, although in Cranberry Christmas, there was, I think there might have been a little tongue, but we're supposed to be G-rated. That's what you were watching for? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Brad, so much. Okay. So, so much. So he asks her, will you please join me at the bowl? And so they go in. <laughs> Would you do me the honor? Right. 
Of course, here is Queen Grisabella again. <laughs> I mean, Gabriella. Sorry. God dang it. Queen, Queen, Queen Griswold. <laughs> Queen Gabriella, who has also made the return flight, you know, on, the, I would assume, taxpayer dollars. But it's Southwest Airlines, so we're okay. <laughs> flying back and forth for this pajama formal ball. Right. So Anna and James, they have attempted twice before to learn how to waltz. He wants to teach her how to waltz. It's apparently their favorite Christmas song. And then they were interrupted by dad. Interrupted dad by is dad. Interrupt us. Yeah. Yes. And so when they finally, at the you know ninety seconds before the end of this movie, finally get to dance I mean, this, together. They, they they practiced at some oh, point. They were they, yeah. And they, she had never waltzed before. She had this never waltzed. This was her first waltz. She's per, she's a natural. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Um. Because <laughs> who isn't? Right. Really. If it couldn't get any worse, and they had to play the fairy like the real fairy tale. Ugh. Um, oh. Ending, we were left with this. <laughs> Fuzzy socks couldn't resist. <laughs> Actually, I brought something. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Your own royal slippers. Merry Christmas, Anna. Merry Christmas, James. The end. <laughs> and I love how they did that, right? Like those old school Disney movies where they used to start with like the book that would open up. Oh, and, yes. You know, they had to start and end with the, the same way. Um, but those are the ugliest slippers. That, I mean, so ugly. So ugly. Well, <laughs> she said perfect fit. I mean, slippers are usually <laughs> supposed to be comfortable. I mean, those were like, those were royal loafers. <laughs> Right? Perfect fit. <laughs> the best royal loafers ever. And again, <laughs> I'm going to go back to some of these recurring things. I talked about it last week. The fact that, good morning, Molly. Good morning, Brad. Goodbye, Molly. Goodbye, Brad. They're very, they want people to know these characters' names. Oh, yes. So. Yeah. Merry, They're very formal. Merry Christmas, Anna. Merry Christmas, Merry James. Christmas. But uh, again, we got our third Hallmark uh, holiday kiss in that movie. We, so... So they get an extra snowflake from you. Well, no. <laughs> no, I said earlier, <laughs> additional arms on a oh, singular snowflake. Uh, oh. I don't think that's the, the name. I don't think that's what you call that, but I'm Who ge- gives a crap. <laughs> so I'm going to give one royal holiday two snowflakes. That is so generous. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just drinking the whole time. Oh, okay. Because... Watch it. It's. I think it's fairly obvious why. So it's a whole bottle is in. Yeah. Listener, we are not promoting alcoholism <laughs> or the consumption. We're not. No. No. Molly just, she's got a very high tolerance. <laughs> we are sticking with hot chocolate and homemade marshmallows. Yes. I feel yeah. like that's quite the endeavor to make home homemade marshmallows. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I'm going to look up a recipe for next time. Okay. Yeah. I'll make you some. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to give it to what? To? 1.4 is- stars. <laughs> Who doesn't love a real <laughs> math round, problems r- and Christmas <laughs> rounded up? Uh, uh, yeah, so two two snowflakes. Yeah, still generous, I think. But you know, Brad, you are a generous guy. Oh, Brad, three movies. That, that was whew, a lot. It's exhausting. It was I need a- a, I need a hot cocoa. Uh, well, I know the perfect place in town. <laughs> do they wait a minute? Do they make their own marshmallows? I don't. I don't. I don't think that they. Uh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I mean, I think if you go to like Starbucks, you're you getting. Know, I have some cr- some crunchy hippie friends. I think that probably know how to make their own marshmallows. But well, that's a different show. You promised them to me for next week, <laughs> so okay. I expect some homemade marshmallows. <laughs> a deal. Yeah, three movies. That was a lot this yeah, week. Yeah. And Thank you for sticking with us, people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Molly, let's wrap this up. You know, people have got things to do. They, they do. You know, they, do. they have got, Christmas cheer to spread. And the Christmas trees to put up. Yes. It's not too early. It is not. Despite what you say. Eh. Get it up. There's <laughs> nothing else to do. So you might as well feel festive inside. We need inside. a little Christmas, man. And it's cold. It's cold here. I know that it's, it's still so- warm in some parts of the country, but I don't think, I think we're inside now. 
I think so. Too. <laughs> so if you like, if you like us, then like us on Instagram and uh, send us an email. We want to hear from you. We got the one, and we took the advice. We did. Um, you so know, send us send home, us some advice. Home for Hallmark at gmail dot com and uh, hashtag Hallmarky Homies. Hallmarky Homies. And like us on Instagram. Thank you. Goodbye.